RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to the Lawfather Podcast. We are here in Lawfather headquarters as we get ready for another week of some good information. Uh, As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And check us out on social media, at The Lawfather, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Go ahead and check us out there. We put a lot of good content up there. Uh, Today's show, normally we have a bunch of content and then we'll talk about a listener question. But today's show is going to stem from a listener question. Okay, and what we're going to do is we're going to do a little bit of an update on the coronavirus and where we are and what the legal field looks like as things deal with being shut down and what happens and all of those effects. So, you know, let's take a a deep dive look into where we are. And we're in August of 2020, and we've been dealing with coronavirus things for uh, quite a long time. My office has been open this entire time. Uh, We did work remotely once things shut down. Uh, But being that we are a paperless law firm, we were able to keep things moving and keep it going so that we really didn't have any kind of interruption for our clients, which is a great thing. And, uh, you know, I I think we saw some clients come through uh, in March and April who were at law firms that shut down and or at least were not open and weren't able to transition. And I think the key in all of this has been able being able to transition and being in that paperless world. And I think it's forcing more and more law firms into that situation. And and law firms are typically very slow adapting. So, you know, really difficult for some firms to make that transition from being in an office all the time and having a paper file that you go grab the file and do your work from that versus uh, having a computer and all of your documents on that computer. So we do that to help uh, do the best that we can for our clients. And it helps us to be mobile and do different things and get more done when we're on the run. Uh, A lot of times we could do things while we're waiting for court hearings to start. And let's look at what court hearings look like before coronavirus. And let's look at what we're dealing with now. And uh, so let's say we filed a motion in a case and we had to go have a hearing in front of a judge. We would go to the courthouse, we'd park in downtown, we'd go through security. And, you know, you couldn't get there right on time because if you got there right on time, you'd be late. So you'd get there a little bit early. And with the systems that we have set up, we'd get there, you know, about 15 minutes early, maybe get up to the courtroom about 15 minutes early and start doing some work. And we could prep for the current case, or we could look at what we have coming up or anything that we needed to do because we had that flexibility. Uh, And I think that's extremely key. Now, since the coronavirus shut down, and even though, yes, things are opening back up, the court system is still following this. And, you know, I I think the courts are are making a little bit of a change for the better, uh, at least making things more efficient. And that is the change to online hearings. And uh, most of them use Zoom or some kind of equivalent to Zoom. And yeah, you know what? It's a little different. Okay. It's not the same as sitting across the table from somebody. It's not the same as being in person with somebody and being able to have that conversation. And, you know, there's a little bit of delay. It seems like there's just, you're limited slightly as you're talking about working through a hearing with Zoom. Uh, it's a little bit easier almost to talk over each other uh, because of that little bit of delay. Uh, it does create some differences. But 
from an efficiency standpoint, these things are highly efficient because I can sit in my office. I don't have to drive to the courthouse, which our office is about five minutes to the courthouse. So that's not huge. Okay. But then I don't have to park. I don't have to walk in. I don't have to worry about security. I get ready for the hearing. I sit in my office. I dial in and everybody's up on the screen. And that's how we've been doing hearings now. Uh, we actually have been doing depositions that way as well. And, and depositions, for those of you who don't know what a deposition is, it's uh, us asking questions under oath. Uh, if we're asking the questions, typically we're, at, we're talking to a defendant because we're a plaintiff's law firm, meaning that our person was the injured person and the defendant is generally the one who caused the crash. Okay. Uh, sometimes we're doing witnesses, but predominantly when we're taking a deposition, we're talking to defendants. And like I said, it's a sworn, sworn testimony. So it's just like being in a courtroom, just like you see on TV, the witness gets sworn in, uh, but we're not in the courtroom. We're not with a judge. We're generally in a conference room. Prior to all of this, now we're in a Zoom meeting with a court reporter in one location, a defense attorney or the other opposing counsel in one location, us in one location, and the person who's being deposed in another location. So that's what those look like now, all through Zoom. The other thing that we do a lot of is we do a lot of mediations, and we're doing all of these mediations through Zoom. And it's really you know, it's a different experience when you're doing it through Zoom because, you know, I, I think we can get through hearings without too much of a difference. I think we can get through depositions without too much of a difference. But mediations are a whole lot different. And, and what a mediation is, is all the parties to a lawsuit come in, they sit down. There's what we call a neutral third party mediator, meaning that this person has been agreed to by both sides or ordered by the court, uh, but generally speaking, agreed to by both sides. And that person doesn't make any determinations as to who's right and who's wrong and who's getting what amount of money. That person just helps the two sides come to an agreement or try to come to an agreement. And the goal in a mediation is to try to resolve a case. And I think it's one of those things that you lose something in it when you're doing it by video. Uh, we have a big one coming up at the at the end of August here, a uh, big case. We have five plaintiffs in the case. And, you know, I, I just, I don't know how it's going to go because we're doing it through Zoom. And it's one that I think really lends itself to being in the same room, being in the same room as the opposing counsel, as the defendant, as both defendants uh, in this case, uh, as it, with the insurance adjuster and being able to put a video up. Uh, in this case, we have the dash cam video of the crash and being able to be in the same room and watch the reactions and, and watch what happens as everybody's watching this video, uh, as we're putting some of our experts on and having them provide uh, some information as to what went on in the crash and how the people were hurt and things like that. Uh, and I think you lose a little bit of something in, in those Zoom versions of mediations, but that's where we are. And, and this big case, which will highly likely be, you know, a mid six figures type case is going to be done through Zoom. So, you know, that's, we're still there. We're still in this Zoom world, this doing everything by video conference world. And, and I think we're going to be there for a while. And now let's really kind of dive into when I was asked this question that has led to this explanation was jury trials. What is happening with jury trials? 
and that's really an interesting area because you know things have changed greatly with jury trials we have been shut down okay we do litigation uh, i've tried personal injury cases in the past and you know we are a litigation firm we kind of carry that hammer with us when we're dealing with the insurance companies uh, there are some firms out there that they don't do litigation they'll handle your personal injury case in what we call the pre-suit stage meaning that the crash happened and you go to an attorney and that attorney uh, sends a demand letter after all of your treatment and everything else but they're not in court they're not filing a lawsuit on your behalf they're just taking it as far as they can without filing a lawsuit and then you know if a lawsuit is needed then they refer it to a firm that does litigation now we handle everything a to z so uh, for us the ability to set trial, the ability to go to trial, those abilities are something that's, you know, kind of big for us when we're looking at leverage and evaluating a case. And theoretically, that has been taken away from us. That's a tool that is really for all intents and purposes been taken away because jury trials have been shut down in Florida, uh, still shut down. And uh, they've been shut down for a few months now. So you have this gap of, well, we have this long amount of time that we haven't been able to have jury trials. And then we had all of the trials that had been scheduled. Well, they now need to be rescheduled. Then we have those cases that came about in the interim that need trial dates set. And it's just, it's kind of a domino effect. And, you know, who knows, even when we open back up with trials, what that's going to look like, how much delay are we going to have in the dockets? How are we going to be able to clear all of this backlog to hit the new cases? Because every day there's new cases that need litigation filed. And if you take all the firms and just in Tampa and go, okay, well, how's Hillsborough County going to deal with it? I don't know how you ever clear that backlog because you have the cases that would have gone to trial. And then you have the cases that span that middle time and, and you're going to continually have cases even as you're clearing the backlog. So I'm not really sure how you're going to see that. And you know, what I've seen is it's really emboldened the insurance companies. And I know this is somewhat of a narrow view because, hey, that's what we do. This is We deal with insurance companies. We deal with car crash cases. Okay, That's what we do. Uh, car, crashes, slip, car crashes and slip and falls. For all intents and purposes, for the most part, we're working with insurance adjusters. They're the ones that really make the decisions, not even the opposing counsel attorneys, generally speaking, the defense attorneys are answering to an insurance adjuster. And this has really emboldened some of those, in, those insurance adjusters to not act fairly, to not give our clients fair offers and forcing us into litigation. And forcing us into this really prolonged time period of indefiniteness and not knowing how we're going to get through this and when we're going to see a resolution. Because we have clients who have drawn a hard line in the sand, and that's great. That's fine. Uh, and we've had insurance companies on the flip side who are doing the same. And you know, it's really kind of a difficult thing. The insurance companies are really trying to force clients, our clients into taking less than their case is worth. And you know, at the end of the day, it's up to the client. We give them the best advice possible. But that's the trickle down effect of what we're seeing with all of these jury trials being delayed. Now, one small ray of hope is that in South Florida, there was a jury trial conducted via Zoom. Really very interesting. Uh, they did jury selection via Zoom. They did the whole trial via Zoom. Uh, 
kind of an, an interesting thing. So I uh, haven't heard of any other areas in Florida doing it, but South Florida has done one. So maybe that'll spawn the ability to do more and more. And maybe we can clear some of this backlog and we can get some of the leverage back that we look to have. So that that's really what we're dealing with uh, in terms of an update on the coronavirus and the impact it's having in the legal field, or at least in terms of the personal injury legal field. Uh, I would imagine every other practice area is really encountering uh, similar issues. Okay. But Hey, that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're working with. And we're working through it and, and, you know, doing what we can, you know, the cases that should resolve, resolve and the cases that need trial are becoming more difficult to resolve. And, and, you know, it's, that's what we have to work with. And that's what we'll continue to work with as we move through here. So that is the law fathers coronavirus update and its impact on the legal field, uh, just kind of want to take a moment. And, and as we're talking about updates and things, want you to take a look at our social media. I know I mention it every show, but uh, we have some really cool things that we've changed up and we're doing. So, you know, please follow it, take a look at it. Uh, Mondays are for motivation. Tuesdays are Tip Tuesday. So I put out a free tip, a free legal tip for everybody out there. Uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays uh, are a wild card. We're working in uh, case or no case. So if you followed me for a decent amount of time, you know what case or no case is. And that was uh, stems back from my days on TV where we I would give a, a set of facts for three cases and the hosts would have to pick which one was the right one, kind of game show type and uh, had some fun with that. So we're reintroducing that. We'll take some of the TV spots that we had done in the past. We're going to put them on social media. We're also going to take some video from the internet of some interesting crashes and have you all make a decision on social media and we'll come through and give a quick explanation of which person's at fault, who has a case, who doesn't have a case, case or no case. Okay. And then Fridays are for free advice Fridays. Uh, last one we did, we did with Ian Beckles and, uh, he was kind enough to give us a game-worn Philadelphia Eagles jersey. And as a kid growing up in South Jersey, followed the Eagles religiously. I actually think it may have been against the law in South Jersey and in Philadelphia to not be an Eagles fan. So I uh, grew up an Eagles fan. And uh, if you want to take take a look at that jersey, it's going to be up in the Lawfather office here as soon as we get it framed. Uh, so big shout-out to Ian Beckles for that. Um, but that was our last free advice Friday. We'll have a new one coming up this Friday. So that's what our social media looks like. You know, like as I've mentioned in the past, uh, please go ahead and follow it. Those all show up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I believe the videos don't show up on Twitter. Uh, I believe that's pictures only. So if you want to see the full gamut of what we have out there, Twitter and Facebook, uh, if you have any questions, if you want to add anything, if you want to suggest anything for some of those days, please reach out to me. Lawfather at TampaLawfather.com is the email address. Also, you can use that email address to ask us questions on the show. Uh, that is where some of these listener questions come from. And as a reminder, today's show actually was from a listener question. And I decided instead of making it a small blip on the show to make it really what the show was about. So from Lawfather headquarters, Lawfather out. This is a cannabis podcast. Quick fix on radio influence. When I started this podcast, 
the vision I had, and it's turned into that. It's more of an educational thing. Okay, mm-hmm. I've always said it's not about us sitting around smoking weed, although we're going to do that. Yeah, uh, you know, Spencer and myself indulge a little bit before the show. So mm-hmm. this is what we're trying to let people acknowledge: is that it's not about sitting on the couch playing video games yeah, all day, smoking. Around. Yeah, you know, yeah. productive people in our society are smoking this plant yeah. and they're getting better for it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, once again, I've never been a pill guy. Yeah. You know, having played in the NFL, my buddy, uh, Kevin Turner, who's passed. Okay. That, uh, Lou Gehrig, he died from. Okay. Mm-hmm. I watched him eat 30 pills mm-hmm. while he's drinking. So pills, I've always been scared of pills. So I stay yeah. away from them. Yeah. I've never seen anybody die off of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never seen anybody die. And what we're trying to do, Spencer, myself is let people know that, you can be a productive citizen in our society mm-hmm. smoking cannabis, and there's a lot of us out there. Correct, and and I'm glad you touched on that because my I have two real big uh, sayings and movements mm-hmm. that um, kind of drive what I do. Okay. The first one being plants over pills. Okay. So I'm always preaching plants over pills. Um, and then the other one is kill the stigma. Good. You know what I mean? Because that lazy stoner stigma is gone. Gone. You know what I mean? I'm not a lazy stoner. Nor I, I smoke all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm Most of the time, I'm high. Sure. And, you know, and like I said, I, I use it mindfully and intentionally, but I'm getting shit done. Yeah. I'm not sitting around fucking around. Correct. Like, I'm, I'm doing things to better my life. Sure. So, um, that's, I want people to experience that because it yeah. helps me. Absolutely. You know, and I, I know it will help others. The Cannabis Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.